Welcome to the Collector's Quest Podcast. This is a microcast. It goes for less than 15 minutes and talks about one topic real quick. Stay tuned. Welcome to Collector's Quest. This is Microcast 6. On this episode, I'm answering a few questions I've gotten, uh, both in person and uh, over Instagram and some on some forums. So, here we go. First question. What do I do if I'm not a set collector? I don't collect anything in particular. I just like to buy video games. How should I go about doing that? Well, as Kat and I talked about in our episode, uh, several episodes, about being organized, knowing your collection, you know, having a plan. This guy is coming to me with a, I don't have a plan, I just love games, so WTF, I need to do something, right? So here's my thing. That's fine. You, We always preach, collect however you want. If you're not a person who wants a plan, then this is what I can tell you. I mean, that's so hard. If you really don't know what you like and you're just buying at whim and that's working for you, just be careful not to overspend and just have a budget. That's the one thing I would say. But if you're looking for value, if you're a value collector, this is where I would preach to you. Be an opportunistic buyer. If you're collecting and you want to be able to move and you don't have any particular allegiances, that can help you a lot. Because if you just see a good deal, you can snap it up, turn it around. You can snap up good deals, keep them until they, they go up. I typically do this when I'm collecting for new systems, not to necessarily turn them around, but stuff on like the DS and the PlayStation or Xbox a couple years ago. I bought stuff that I just, I looked at it and said, I don't know what you are. I haven't really seen you. So I think maybe you're uncommon or rare. So I'm just going to buy you. Uh, you're cheap. You're like a few bucks. I, you know, I bet on my knowledge of video games in general and just knowing I haven't seen this too often. I've been looking through lots of game shops for lots of time. So if I haven't really seen it, and it's cheap, I'll just pick things up. And that goes pretty much for any system. I mean, you can't really do that with Nintendo. You can't really do that with, you know, Super Nintendo or Genesis. All that gets pretty hard. Same with Turbo. Anything that's super established, you can't. But you can still be opportunistic. You can know. Knowing is the best thing to do here, is knowing the value of games. Because then you can see something and say, okay, that is severely underpriced. I, I think I can go ahead and take a, a risk on that one. And I'll buy it and, and then, you know, you can, again, keep it or, or not. Also, having enough money in your account to buy lots is one of the most opportunistic things you can do and will produce you the greatest value long run. Another thing I'm super fond of doing in this idea of being opportunistic is approaching store owners for bulk lots. So if I see uh, something, like if I, especially I'm going after a set, if I see 100 PlayStation games and... They just look like garbage because a lot of times they've got all the good stuff in the glass case. I won't ask them about the stuff in the glass case until the end. I'll say, hey, I'll take all of this right here or I'll, I'll piece through, you know, if there's 100 games, I'll try to get 70 of them, stuff I don't have. I'll say, how much if I take all this? Here's what a bulk deal typically looks like. And I'll just talk to them and I'll say things like, look, and I'm not, I don't just say things to be dishonest. I, I try to, I am trying to convince them. But I'm trying to convince them with truth. Like, look, most of these games are probably going to sit here, at least for a while. And, I, you know, I preach liquidity and having the ability to turn around if you're going to turn around your inventory if there's the type of thing you do. For me, I want to keep it. So, 
I'm willing to take your bulk trash games, all of your sports title, but I want them at a bulk price. Here's about what bulk is for this stuff. So I will pay you X dollar a game for these. So there's 70 games here. I'll give you $200 for these 70 games or 300 or whatever the price is, whatever I feel like is a reasonable offer. And of course, there's going to be a few in there that are just at the bulk price. And there's going to be a few in there that are well over the bulk price. It usually rounds down to you coming out ahead, but it's incredibly opportunistic. And then a lot of times, on, especially on systems that aren't fully fleshed out, there's a lot of wiggle room there as people are still discovering what's going on in the system. So suddenly you'll have this buy and you thought, well, I just bought all this bulk trash, but then, you know, some gems will rise to the top there. And that, that's nice. And that's a mixed metaphor. So anyways, moving on to question two. How do I feel about VGA grading? Pros and cons. Okay, so this is a very complicated question, and we could definitely devote a whole episode to it. So I'm just going to answer this quickly and incompletely. I feel like VGA grading is not for everybody, but I also think it is probably the future. If you look at other collectibles, coins, comics, cards, VGA grading is a or grading and slabbing is a type of thing that long run increases the value of games. Do I think that's necessary for every game? No. But if you have nice condition, rare items or expensive items, it might be beneficial. Do I think it's for everyone? No. Do I love that we're slapping our stuff? Not exactly. That definitely takes out any ability to play the game. And though I do say, I don't care if you play the game, you're a collector. However, I I don't know. Something about sealing that in that plastic forever makes me a little bit cringy. And like the same with sealed because I don't trust that the seal is going to hold up. And the thing I don't trust about VGA grading is I know they're very good, but I know a few times where they've failed or, you know, you have grade inflation and there's a lot to unpack and talk about there, like as far as the cons of that. Overall, despite all the things I just kind of negged it on, I I think it is the way that collecting will go. And for high-end collectors and big collectors, there's a lot of positives to that. And it's something you should explore, especially if you were just collecting for the sake of collecting if like these are just artifacts maybe you have a player's copy and then your your sweet copies it will increase value like look at what it does for comics you can see what the value increase there that's pretty much the only way to go now then and coins and I, I know someone we can actually talk to about that kind of specifically so we'll bring that on for a, a larger run through and we'll, we'll kind of dig into some of the vga stuff but thank you very much for the question and then this is kind of a, a light-hearted one have you ever lost or had a copy of your game destroyed and yeah of course we've we've all lost games if you ask me right now i probably can't find half my stuff that's not true i I know where most of my stuff is but i i wanted to reach out and connect with you of course i lose things i'm not overly organized and anal retentive i'm i'm normal just like everybody else moving past that i yeah i've had things destroyed in fact all all of my dogs at one point have destroyed a game or two in their time as puppies. They've pulled something off the shelf and thoroughly destroyed it. So let's start with my oldest dog. He is, uh, well, they all are PlayStation connoisseurs, even though I tried to teach them better than that. Uh, I thought they would wind up with Nintendo. I guess, thankfully, they didn't. Maybe they knew that was a bridge too far. Anyways, oldest dog, he ate a PlayStation game. He ate Valkyrie Profile. I love my RPGs, and this was a, that was a heartbreaker. It was expensive then when he ate it, and that was roughly like 2007-ish that he did that to me. 
And there was all these WWF games around it, just a bunch of bad $5 games. And of course, he eats Valkyrie Profile. Just chews through the case, mangles one of the discs, the manual's half-eaten, totally unsalvageable. I saved one of the discs, which I actually later flipped and I found a case. So it wound up being fine. Uh, I got value for it, somehow. Middle Dog, what did he go for? Well, he decided PlayStation 2 was where he needed to be. And he ate Rule of Rose and Rough Trigger for the PlayStation 2. Both of these games center around dogs. I don't know how he knew to pick these two, but again, a bunch of $5 games sitting right there. He grabs a, a Natsumi title, and he eats arguably the most expensive PlayStation 2 game there is, and that I have specifically, and he just totally ruins the cover. Just so annoyed, and he's such a sweet, loving dog, and I just gotta look at him and just be like, dude, what is your problem? Why this? You could have had any... 10 other games, and it would have been fine. But you went, I mean, you went for the creme de la creme. And I know at this point you're asking, Johnny, why are your games in their reach? Well, partially because I have too many games to keep entirely out of their reach and not enough space, even though I have kind of plenty of space. Also, I wasn't monitoring them. They were lashing out. I was at work. They, you know, they're dogs. What are you going to do? You can't, you can't stop them from doing everything. You just hope they're trained well enough and it's an uncommon occurrence and you just live with it. Anyways, happened to Roll of Rose. Very sad. It was a mint, beautiful copy. Destroyed. Okay. Youngest dog, who looks the most like my oldest dog. He and he and the old dog must have got together and discussed it. Because he went for PSP. And what does he get? He gets Valkyrie Profile for the PSP. Just uncanny out of the whole line of PSP games that are kind of on the bottom shelf. He could have grabbed any one of them. Which one does he find? Valkyrie Profile. That and Wipeout, but I don't care about the Wipeout one. That was easily replaced. But Valkyrie Profile was just like, really? You and the old dog found Valkyrie Profile as your victims, huh? This is, this is how you want to live your life? Eat Valkyrie Profiles all day? Anyways, say la vie. That's how it happens. That is my destruction stories. Of course, I've had, I've had all of my possessions lost if we wanted to get like dark again. If you want more darkness, go visit the Super Nintendo episode. There's more, if, if anybody needs that kind of stuff on the things I've lost and, you know, we can get sad and, you know, frowny at each other, we'll, we'll do that later. That's relatively light. My dogs are wonderful and adorable and worth it, even though they've eaten these kind of expensive games. Anyways, hope your night wasn't as rough as mine. Get it? That's a, a dog joke. It's a rough, because... Anyways, you get it. See ya!